All right, so today on our Astro Zero Twitter spaces, we have influencer, author, reality television star from TLC's hit show 90 Day Fiance, and now venturing into NFTs, the lovely Stephanie Motto. And we're going to talk about her brand new NFT collection called Fartchar NFT. So welcome to our spaces, Stephanie. I'm so happy to have you here with us. Thank you. I'm very, very excited to be here tonight. So can you tell us what kind of started off your professional career where you where you kind of got into the public eye? Um, what did you start? Obviously, it wasn't fart jars. Was it, no. acting? Was it was it writing? Were you an artist prior to this? How did how did you kind of get into the public eye? So um, about seven, eight years ago, I got very involved in YouTube. I started a YouTube channel where I was kind of like a storyteller, sharing my life, doing vlogs. And uh, I grew a pretty big following on there. I think like, you know, I, I've surpassed 300,000 subscribers on my YouTube and that became my livelihood. And then from that point on, um, you know, since I talked a lot about my relationships, my sex life, I was super open with my, my followers. Uh, that kind of transitioned into um, like boudoir, 18 and up stuff. So then I started doing Patreon as well as the YouTube stuff. And then over the years, I transitioned into reality television. I was on uh, season four of Before the 90 Days. So I don't know if you guys know, but that was like the season with Big Ed. Um, and that kind of blew up. And then, you know, at the time I was doing like sexy, not safe for work content. Um, but I didn't like the idea of um, of being at the mercy of like a big platform like OnlyFans or Patreon. So I actually uh, founded my own 18 and up subscription platform called Unfiltered. So I am I'm co-founder of this platform. I, you know, I manage the the site, the accounts, I create my own content. And that's kind of where Fart Jars came to life. So how long has Unfiltered been up and running now? Um, Unfiltered has been up and running for almost five months and it's, it's quickly growing. It's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty big platform. We have a lot of notable people, a lot of reality TV people. Um, we just started branching out on Unfiltered and also doing, um, safe for work content as well. So it's not just the 18 and up stuff on there. And it's just basically um, like a fan subscription site that offers a much closer, more intimate experience than, for example, OnlyFans or Patreon. You're allowed to do a lot more. You can do pay-per-minute voice and video calls, ticketed live events. Um, and it is a lot more uh, focused on like creators and we take a smaller cut than the bigger sites do. So I like to call it the boutique version of OnlyFans. Do you do the art for your your fart jars or do you have an outside artist working on them and then you're kind of just I guess the face and I guess the ass of the uh, <laughs> version? Yeah I'm the gas behind the project. Um, So actually during the whole fart jar story and by the way this is actually not even the first time I was ever involved in NFTs. It's so crazy. I actually worked on an NFT project like a year ago and uh, that was like my first foray. I've always been into crypto. I actually um, developed a crypto course and guide that had like it was like a it was like a sexy crypto course guide that I developed and I sold. And this was a year ago. And also around that time, I said, OK, let me try getting into NFTs. I, I did an NFT project 
And um, it wasn't very successful. I really didn't know too much about what I was doing or anything, but it really like set the wheels in motion and gave me a lot of the knowledge that I needed in order to do this project this time around. Um, but I did get into touch with a digital artist um, to do this fart jar NFT project. And I worked with him very closely on the inspiration on like letting them know, you know, what kind of artwork I wanted, what kind of vibe, what kind of theme. So I didn't do the artwork personally, but I definitely had a lot of creative direction. So did it kind of start off as a joke or was this something like you really saw had earning potential? Because I know there's tons of different fetishes that people have out there. Uh-huh. Uh, so is is this something like you kind of were just like, well, there is there's an opening in this field where I could actually make money? Or was it something you were just kind of like goofing around with your friends one day and you're like, I'm going to fart in jars and sell them. And if they sell them, I'm going to keep farting in jars. I think that you can make money doing anything. I think if you just get the branding right and if the marketing is good and if you can present it to people in an appealing way, you can sell it. I like I said in one interview, I was like, I'm really good at turning uh, shit into gold. And, you know, with the fart jars, over the years, I've been getting so many requests from some of my fans saying like, you know, oh, I want to I inhale your farts <laughs> or like I would love to just, you know, smell your ass. <laughs> so I, uh, I, you know, as I thought they were joking, I didn't think that they were serious, but I'm also like very um, not opposed to just trying new things and, you know, throwing a dart and seeing if it lands. So I put up for sale on my unfiltered page, a batch of fart jars and they ended up selling out. And then I made a TikTok about like day in the life of fart jar girl, which was supposed to be super lighthearted, super, super like not taking it too seriously. You know, I put a lot of jokes into it. Like, you know, while I'm waiting for my parts to to develop, I like to read because I'm smart. (laughs) And like, so many people took it so seriously and were so upset about it. They're like, this girl is so dumb. Um, But you know, I kind of like I, I, I like to antagonize people a little bit and and bring out like the the discourse in, in people. And so it was really funny to see so many people get so pressed about about like me just selling my farts, literally not hurting anybody. But people had a lot of opinions and uh, that drove a lot of views. The, the video, the TikTok went viral. The press picked it up. It went even more viral. And then I started actually getting even more orders for fart jars after that. So then it like really escalated and spiraled. Now, when you first started doing this and selling the jars through Unfiltered, how did you determine like the initial price of the first fart jar? Was was there kind of like, were you just like, I'm going to throw a price out there, see if it works? <laughs> yeah. Because they are perishable, right? The fart <laughs> do fire in time. So, I mean. Yeah. Uh, so, I decided that I was going to price them at $1,000, but I wanted to give people like the, you know, feeling like, oh, they're getting a discount, they're getting a deal. So, I priced them at 50% off. And, you know, at that time, I really thought that it was a it was a good deal. I mean, a lot of time, effort, energy goes into every single order. Shipping and handling is included. You have to take in the, into account the cost of the jar, the cost of the time, the food, the, you know, I write a letter to every single person who purchases a jar. I include photos. I, you know, a lot of time and effort goes into every single order. And like, you know, as like people like to think that I'm not actually farting in the jars, but 
like, you know, there was, there was a scent, a product provided because I don't like to, I don't like to scam people out of money. And, um, and a lot of people are saying that I was using fart spray, but that's just not true. Yeah, I, I had seen that. I think it was on your TikTok where you said you don't use fart spray, which I <laughs> Has anybody, has anybody asked you to actually prove that they're legit, like to take a video with it, spend extra money to have you film yourself farting in the, in the jar specifically and maybe signing it and proving that that's there? Right. Like I should have provided like a notary service. Like I'll stand in front of a lawyer and sign in attestation saying that I actually farted. Um, no, but I did uh, offer an additional complimentary service to some people like saying, hey, you know, well, you know, some of the people they did batch orders. And so I would make a video for them because they would spend quite a bit of money. But then there were some people that, you know, I offered for a little bit of extra money, I could do a video as well. That kind of verifies that the fart went into the jar. But a lot of the people who follow me from YouTube, who followed me from YouTube to Patreon to OnlyFans to, to now my new platform, they're very loyal fans. They've been with me for many, many years. So I've built a, a reputation they trust me. They know, like, they know that I, you know, provide. And if they pay for something, they're getting what they pay for. So a lot of people just trusted me. Now, I saw on, I think it was your Instagram, it said that you filled 97 orders in two days. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I farted that many times in a day or two, but that's pretty Incredible. So, so did you have to like alter your diet in order to actually get gassier to do this? Yes. So during the time that I was fulfilling orders, I had specific foods that I was eating and, and I think I got it down to a pretty perfect science. So a lot of protein shakes, a lot of Kodiak protein muffins, the ones you like heat up in the microwave. Um, those have like a very bad reputation in the fitness community as being called fart muffins because they make you fart so bad. Um, you know, there's obviously the obvious ones like cabbage soup, hard boiled eggs, beans. Um, but like, I thought it was just most efficient to just take in a lot of protein. So I was doing a lot of protein shakes and yeah, it was 97 jars. And then I sold those, I sold them in two days. I sold out in two days. Um, but the production actually took a little bit more than that. I think it was like three or four days that I was producing it. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like now that I think of it, I'm like, wow, I really did fart a lot. <laughs> and it, and it was, uh, it, it, it took a toll on me. It took a toll on me mentally, physically, and on my social life too, because I wasn't leaving my house. I was just sitting at home farting all day. That is crazy. You were, <laughs> you were actually hospitalized at one point. Was it was it from like the change of your diet or was it just something completely different? And then you thought like, because uh, I saw you said you thought you were having a stroke. Oh, yes. So <laughs> I know the story just gets crazier. Like the story went viral, like simply because I was selling fart jars. And then one of the press agencies that I, you know, communicated with at one point, I gave them like an, a quick update. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, I went to the hospital. Like, just like, just like letting you guys know. And then I woke up the next morning and it's like everywhere. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, how is this? How is this even a bigger story than than the initial story? It was so crazy. But people were like captured by it, I guess. Um, and people were using so many puns like, oh, she had a fart attack. Um, and so, yeah, it was the week before Christmas and I had a lot of orders to do and I procrastinate. I procrastinated a little bit. And so I started kind of panicking because I had so many orders to get done. 
And so in one day, I remember having about three large protein shakes and like I had a whole pot of black bean soup. And by nighttime, I started feeling horrendous. I couldn't like fully breathe in all the way without feeling like a tightening around my heart and my chest. And, you know, I was laying in bed. I was in so much pain. I kept moving around trying to figure out if there was like a particular position that would like be more comfortable. But I like I was just having a very hard time breathing. So I called up my friend and I said, hey, like, can you take me to the emergency room? I just started like a new type of birth control and I have a pre-existing condition. So I just don't want to mess. I don't want to mess around. I'd rather be safe than sorry. So my friend takes me to the hospital. They admit me right away thinking that, you know, that this is serious because I'm having heart issues and breathing issues. And so, um, yeah, they did an EKG. They did a blood panel to see if I do indeed have a blood clot because I was higher risk. And um, after talking to me about my diet, um, they were pretty certain after all the tests came back good that it was probably due to severe, like very severe gas pain. So I felt like an idiot. <laughs> so I, uh, I was discharged. They told me that I had to, you know, like stop eating the way that I was eating because that was causing problems and that I would, you know, likely have to take a gas suppressant and sometimes end. And then that's it. And so that kind of shifted my way of thinking like, okay, well, I've made my money. I had my fun. Not really. But, you know, I, I did it. I, I made the money. Um, I'm happy I tried it. But this is obviously not a sustainable form of income for me. So it's time to start rethinking things and moving in a different direction. I mean, it might sound stupid that you went to the hospital for it. But do you know how many people go to the hospital thinking they're having a heart attack and it just turns out to be gas? It, it's it's not oh, like yeah. it, <laughs> no, it's not an uncommon thing. So you shouldn't. I'm a, I mean, like, that's really like a legit thing. People go to the hospital and it's, it's just gas pains, but it kind of mimics a heart attack. So, I mean, better. Safe yeah. So you decided that you were going to switch over to NFTs to kind of for health purposes. But you're also including that in some giveaways that you're doing with your NFT project. Now, your NFTs are mintable straight through your website, Farchars, FarchartsNFT.com. Correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So how big is the collection that you're going to be minting? Uh, when was it released and how are sales looking so far? So we released 5,000 and we launched about two weeks ago. And in that time, uh, we have sold over, I believe, $130,000 worth. So, I mean, I think that's a really big success. I think uh, I also consider it a success because I think that it's kind of bringing NFTs more into like the mainstream because I've had so many people after this story went viral messaging me like, what are NFTs? I'd love to learn more, um, you know, interested in doing this. So I think that that's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, more people are motivated to learn about NFTs. Um, so, yeah, it's been really cool. And this was like my first ever like official NFT project. And people seem to really love it. They like that it's like funny and lighthearted. And, you know, it, it doesn't take itself so seriously. Um, because at the end of the day, like it was just meant to be something for just people to like laugh about. Um, there's a lot going on in the world right now. So much bad shit. So, you know, I think we all could use a little fart jar to laugh at. I do too. We're talking with Stephanie Motto. 
she's the owner and founder of Farchars NFTs. Uh, she also is uh, founder of Unfiltered, which is a uh, 18 plus kind of um, collection that she's also running. Um, we're talking to her today. If if people do have questions, uh, feel free. We're going to try to get as many people up here to ask questions uh, as possible. So just raise your hand if you're down in the box and come speak with her. Um, so we're going to just keep the ball rolling. I do have a lot of questions about farts today. So I'm <laughs> super excited to keep doing this. Um, so what is the floor price? Um, and Well, what is the minting price of your, of your farts, uh, fart jars, NFTs? Uh, the minting price is a 0 0.05 Ethereum. I think that's a super fair price. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. I mean, it's still less than an actual physical jar of farts. Um, and what's really cool is that some of the jars are very, very rare. And they do come with like little virtual treasure chests, which come with actual redeemable assets. So, um, you know, if you're lucky enough, you might actually get one of the fart jar NFTs, which comes with a real redeemable fart jar. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, some of them come with uh, like a redeemable asset for lingerie. Um, one of them is like for a queef jar. I mean, it's more or less a joke. <laughs> so, but I just thought it was like a funny little idea. Yeah, Dave, go ahead. I've got, a, I've got a question about that. Could mm -hmm. someone, um, could someone flip that to someone else if they wanted the redeemable part aspect of it? So like if they if they won the redeemable they won the redeemable actual fart jar, but they weren't so keen on having one of your farts, would they have like would they be able to sell that maybe through your platform or something like that? And I don't know, maybe you take a commission back out of that or something? I'm just um, I'm just spitballing. I I think once it's redeemed, it's it's redeemed and that's it. Um, but if it hasn't been, I'm pretty sure that someone could resell it and then just contact me and then I would I would hook them up. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's um, it's a very limited quantity and I won't be uh, I won't be mass producing fart jars like I was originally. So, you know, there's still some lucky people that can get a physical fart jar, but it's not going to be anywhere near the amount of people from before. Well, I was just yeah. thinking there's potential for a huge secondary market on that, isn't there? If someone doesn't <laughs> want it and they're, they're now scared, like, yeah. you can facilitate that sale. Just, just, just thinking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good idea. I mean, we've already established that my my farts are pretty valuable. Have people been selling these NFTs yet on the secondary market? Oh yeah, I mean, people have been reselling them. Uh, I've seen people resell them for two, three, five times more than they initially minted them for. So, I think that's pretty crazy to me. Like that, someone not only just bought a far jar, but I bought my far jar NFT and then resold it and then made money. <laughs> so it's like, wow, I'm not just like you know, people aren't just making money. I'm not just making money off of like physical far jars. Now people are making, you know, are able to make money off of my far jar NFT. So it's like a very cool concept. It's it's not something I ever even dreamed of. Maddie verse, do you have a question? Uh, I was just going to add on to what Dave was saying. Um, what about drop shipping? We could do drop shipping. <laughs> drop shipping. So, I mean, would I still be producing the, the, the farts or would there be somebody else that's, that's producing them? Um, uh, it just wouldn't be me. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I think that a lot of the appeal from the fart jars was that the farts were coming from me. A lot of people have suggested that I outsource and I start, you know, hiring other people to do farts. But um, I don't know, maybe, possibly in the future, um, I'd have to look into that uh, and see if I could hire some very gassy people to help me with my business. So can we talk about the utility that you have built into the project? Uh-huh. So uh, people who mint the NFTs do unlock access to a special Discord server. And I also am offering one-on-one business coaching, branding coaching. So, you know, I, like I said, I'm very good at turning shit into gold and I've built my own platform that's been very very successful in just like the first four or five months of its launch um I've broken into you know the YouTube world to Instagram I've done reality television and I think I've been pretty good at marketing and branding myself so everybody who mints a far jar nft does unlock access to you know coaching from me and learning how i've built my brand and how they can apply it to their own brand so you also have a deflationary aspect kind of tied into this i, I was watching a video that you had posted on your discord mm-hmm. where people could burn their nft and then it could be entered into a giveaway where they could either win art jars lingerie panties uh or queef jars mm-hmm. um i was just curious is this going to be something that you're going to be doing on the regular to decrease the size of the collection and if so are there going to be different types of prize pools later on um it's something that you know i think is a great idea because a lot of people who are you know who who might want to mint the nfts are interested in getting their hands on like a physical item um, that's, you know, very rare, like a piece of my lingerie or, you know, or a, a physical fart jar. Um, but a lot of people are also fans of my platform. And so they can win credits to go and use, you know, use on my fan subscription platform unfiltered. So uh, I think it's just like a fun little incentive to introduce a different type of person into the NFT space. Has anybody requested that you eat specifically? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So uh, during my production, I did have some custom requests that I did charge additional for. Um, There was one guy, he wanted me to eat nothing but cheese. So I remember that particular day I ate like a huge block of cheddar cheese. Um, And yeah, I think that's like the one that sticks out in my head the most. Um, I know that like some people's other, you know, special requests have been like the video, what I'm wearing in the video, um, you know, asking for a certain kind of note that they want me to write. Do they want me to describe the diet that I ate that day? So I, uh, I'm very, I'm very flexible. I was very good at providing for my customers and making sure that everybody felt like that, that their money was well spent. Have you had a lot of response from the international community or has it been mostly, uh, buyers from the United States? And if so, do you ship your fart jars to places like Japan? Oh, yes. 
and and shipping is a nightmare. <laughs> so, because every time you ship internationally, you have to fill out a customs form, which is just uh, like having to explain every single time you go to UPS what is in your package. It's like, and actually, uh, after the story went viral, it became increasingly hard for me to go to UPS, and like you know, I, I felt like I was being interrogated, <laughs> so, and I was like wondering if maybe it's because the person working at UPS had caught wind of my story. Um, but I do have a pretty diverse, um, like array of fans, a lot of people from, you know, English speaking countries, of course, who watch the show. Um, and then some people from India, the Middle East, and I do have a pretty big following in Czech Republic, because I'm actually originally from Czech Republic. So yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, you did a little, a small video about how your mother escaped the Czech Republic and brought you to America to <laughs> fart and jar. <laughs> yeah, my mother uh, escaped the shackles of communism just so I could become a fartrepreneur. It's pretty amazing. So you do, um, I, I don't know if you're going to continue doing it, but I saw about five days ago on your, uh, you were doing little updates um on the cryptocurrency community and NFT community. And you'd mentioned a project that I've been trying to get on here with us. And it's uh, the world of women, um, mm. who is a very awesome project. Um, I really, I really dig their project. There's a huge amount of buzz around them lately. And, uh, you know, I just want to bring some attention to them as well. They're, they're really trying to like empower women artists and they're trying to get them into the NFT community and, and, you know, show that there's diversity amongst the, the NFT space. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel that you're like a figurehead for um, females in order to, like, step up into this community and show that you guys are a, a driving force here? Yeah. So, um, oh, my gosh, sometimes it feels like a lot of pressure because. Like, I feel that I'm like, for a lot of people, I am their gateway into crypto and into NFTs. And that was always my purpose. Like a year ago, when I started my crypto course, it's, um, I actually sold it through OnlyFans at the time It was called crypto OnlyFans. <laughs> and uh, it was supposed to be like a fun little cheeky flirty guide. Uh, for people to learn about NFTs. And I did a, like a lot of cute themed cosplay type photo shoots alongside these guides that I wrote explaining the basics of cryptocurrency and, um, and, you know, just learning the basics, the lingo, all of that. And so um, I've always, you know, tried to continue doing that. I do have on my unfiltered page, um, a special subscription level that's for people who want to learn about cryptocurrency. Um, so I'm doing that. Um, and now being in the NFT space, I did notice that there's a lot of women-led projects that are gaining a lot of momentum and traction. And the first one that I really set my eyes on was World of Women. And I'm so disappointed. I I wanted to mint one like like a few weeks ago and I've seen the floor price go up so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so crazy. Um and it's so amazing and like celebrities are talking about it. So it's really cool that it's like going into the mainstream. Um, but I'm also trying to show my support to other female led projects. So I've, you know, in the past week I've minted a couple Boss Beauty NFTs and Alpha Girl. So I'm I think it's really amazing. Yeah, I reached out to World of Women back in, I think, September, and uh -huh. they just told me, they said, we're extremely busy right now, we can't 
like they they would love to come on but and i could just imagine how crazy it is for them right now i mean it's it is just absurd with how huge that project is getting and uh, they're really awesome i really like them yeah i love it too i think it's i think it is so cool i love the message and it's just it's nice to see more and more women get involved in crypto and in nfts because like i've talked to so many women like i've gotten so many messages from women saying like i just don't get it like i'm just i I feel like i'm too stupid (laughs) or or like they take like five minutes to read about it and they just like they can't grasp the concept so they just give up and i'm just like listen the first time I read about NFTs, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I didn't understand it either. Um, but it just takes a little bit of time and persistence and like, don't, you know, don't, um, don't underestimate yourself and your ability to learn about it. Um, I think it's, I think it's like a worthwhile thing to um, invest your time into learning about. Are you going to have any wearable merchandise that you're going to be selling like Farchar t-shirts and Farchar hats and hoodies and stuff like that? Is that in the plans or... Have you started? So, yeah, I am. I'm looking to build my fart squad. <laughs> and I think that um, the whole point of it is to just like bring a little laughter and joy to people's lives and to not take everything so seriously. I think that there's also like a, a mental health aspect to it, too. Like I've been cyber bullied and harassed so much and I've had to learn to just stop caring what people think. And in a way, me becoming this like fartrepreneur and going viral online for being fart jar girl is like the ultimate way of me saying like, you know what, I really don't care what people think about me. And so I think that, you know, being part of the fart squad represents not caring what people think about you and not being afraid to be weird (laughs) or outside of the norm. And so we're definitely working on some merch and I'm also working on a candle for Valentine's Day that's inspired by my fart jars. Oh my God, you're going to have fart scented. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. I think it'll be like cool. It'll be a novelty item. Um, it'll smell pleasant. I can guarantee it. And uh, I think that, you know, there's, there's, there's no saying what's next. I mean, maybe fart perfume. Who knows? Who knows? But I definitely want to stay involved in the NFT community. I still, you know, I still want to work on more NFT projects and continue working on Farchar's NFT. Before I I bring Dave up, I I just wanted to um, say to you, you know, as far as like bullying goes and, you know, people talking shit about you and hate mail or whatever you might get, you know, I I always kind of have the, the thought to myself that, you know, other people's opinion of me is none of my business. I really don't care what people think about me personally either. And, you know, that's a better way to really live your life where, you know, I I can't let other people, if somebody's a dick, I can't let them like them being a dick affect how I feel about myself. So absolutely. That's that's very important. So uh, Dave, what's up, man? Uh, Actually, (laughs) you make me laugh with like fart smelling candles. Um, And I had a serious point about what you guys were just saying, though. Um, Like, I had a big self realization moment about three years ago, almost to the day, about sort of self belief and who I was and not being pinned into, um, you know, other people's vision of me, whether that was corporate, family, friends, my ex, whatever. Um, For you, what was the thing that made you kind of? change your attitude what was the moment where you were like actually no I'm doing this for me this is empowering 
like well, whatever it was you were doing in your life at that time, whether it was like the more modelly stuff or whether it was pushing your crypto um, boundaries when you came into the market. I'm, I'm just intrigued in that moment. So I feel that um, I feel that throughout the years I've gotten a lot of bullying from like my YouTube channel. And then when I started doing the more sexy content, definitely was harassed by all types of people, men, women family members. And I just kind of had to keep pushing through because I knew that I was doing something that I enjoyed, that I thought was fun. And I was paving a way for my future. You know, like I, I never grew up with like a lot of money and I, I wanted to build a good stable life for myself. So like, you know, I think I, I live pretty comfortably. I have two dogs. Um, I'm able to help others when they need it. I'm able to, you know, pay for my mom's car. I'm able to to do all the things I've I've dreamed of. So it's made all of that worth it. And so I always ask myself when people are, you know, being rude to me online or belittling me, I just ask myself, like, are they paying my bills? Um, are they putting a roof over my head? So that, you know, that certainly helps as well in, in you know, in, in me continuing what I'm doing. But I also heard something recently that's really stuck in my head. And it's just like, don't worry about what people think of you because half the time they don't even know what they think of themselves. And I think that that's so true. Like people, you know, think that they have it all figured out. They have so many opinions on everybody else and what they're doing. But when you ask them like what they're doing with themselves and who they think they are, they'll probably, you know, they'll, they'll be speechless. So, uh, yeah, I just try to focus on myself. And I know that as long as I'm not hurting anybody, um, that everything's all good. So we're here talking to Stephanie Maddow. She is the founder of Farchars NFTs. Um, you can check out her website, farcharsnft.com. Uh, minting started a couple weeks back, and it's going really well for her. Um, I really appreciate your time coming out here and talking with our community for a little bit. Um, if anybody does have any questions for Stephanie and you're down in the box there, raise your hand. I'll bring you up here. And if anybody in the box has any questions, feel free to raise your hand and um, I'll allow you to speak. So um, how supportive has your family been about this? Um, so actually, I had lunch with my mom today and I like I started explaining to her what NFTs are. And she's actually my mother's an artist. So she was really interested in it and she thought it was really cool. And she likes that I've like, you know, been able to evolve as a creator and I just I'm always finding new projects to work on. And so she thinks it's cool, even though in the beginning she thought it was a little bit weird. Um, she called me a few weeks ago and she's just like, Stephanie, what the hell? My the, my friends at my office are talking about you selling your farts in jars. Like, what is this? Um, and I just told her like, hey, mom, just trust me. Just trust me. You know, I always do what what I think is best for me. And I always I always do what I like, what I think is, is going to be best for all of us. So she just like tried to put her trust into me. And now she thinks like what I'm doing is really cool. And she's come around. Um, there are some family members who just don't get it and never will and don't have, you know, don't have, uh, don't approve of what I do. But like, like I said, like they don't pay my bills, they don't put the roof over my head. So I just have to accept that not everybody is going to accept what I do. Um, but yeah. And then online, it's been, it's been pretty, it's been pretty positive. Actually, there are some people who, you know, send me death threats 
the people who make multiple accounts and I just block them every single day and they just keep trying and, uh, you know, sending me horrible, nasty things. It's just crazy to me that people have like actually that much time to dedicate to doing something like that. Uh, but there's also been a lot of love and a lot of women who are like, you know what? I thought it was weird at first what you were doing, but I just love how unashamed you are and how even though so many people are hating and being negative that you just keep on smiling and keep on being positive. And so hopefully that will inspire people to to do what they want to do and not feel so phased and affected by other people's opinions. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. As long as you're happy doing what you're doing, you can put a roof over your head, you can supply for yourself and your family. You know, the bank doesn't care where the money comes from as long as it's green. And that's what it really comes down to. And if you're satisfied with what you're doing in life, more power to you and everybody else could go suck it. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And I think it's also giving a lot of women and men ideas like how to think outside of the box because you know there's so many conventional ways of of earning money nowadays so you know now people are thinking hmm what other what other ways what other creative ways are there to make money especially now like you know covid era i think a lot of people's businesses have been poorly impacted so um so yeah people are thinking of more creative out of the box ways of making money Absolutely. We have uh, Sleepy Pirate, if you have a question. And then we have Toots McGee here. Uh, looks like one of your fans. Toots will... McGee. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. All right. So we got Sleepy Pirate and then Toots. Uh, you'll be next. So Sleepy Pirate, what's up? Ahoy. Can you guys hear me? I have some problems yep. with Hello. my phone. I mean, I'm sorry. Because uh, it's my mom's phone right now because mine is uh, decharged. And uh, Thanks for hosting the space, Elon. Uh, I mean, it's pretty exciting for me because I'm a fan of yours. <laughs> uh, so the thing you're doing, uh, I mean, uh, it's a pretty great uh, thing for the NFTs. Uh, you're on every TV show and every magazine. So that means if you guys have talked about it, I don't know, but I was in my space. So uh, yeah, that's great. So my question is, what's your favorite song? <laughs> it, has, <laughs> it has to be classic rock. So uh, I just. Hmm. He he actually plays guitar for us in spaces, so he's probably trying to, he's probably trying to swoon you over a little bit. Oh, okay. So I love classic rock, and one of my favorite bands is the Beatles, and my favorite song is "Here Comes the Sun." You're going to enjoy this. <laughs> Sleepy, are you going to play for us? And uh, <laughs> All right. While Sleepy's regrouping over there, uh, do you have a question for, for Stephanie? Toots. Yes. Hi, Steph. I'm a big fan. I've already minted some of, uh, <laughs> some of your pods on NFT. I love them. I got a cute little one with one of your dogs. <clears throat> I have a couple of questions. Uh, what crypto would you recommend to uh, look at? And do you have any other project that in the NFT space you want to uh, look at or you want to um, you know, launch? And what are the NFTs that you're into right now? 
Oh my gosh, so many questions. Um, so let's see. Um, thanks, Toots McGee. I'm really happy that you minted some. Um, and I'm happy that you got the ones with my dogs because those are actually my personal favorites. I have yeah. two dogs. I have a Labrador Milo and I have a pug named Frank. And they're sitting next to me right now. Um, so projects that I am really interested in right now. So I kind of feel like I missed the boat on World of Women. Um and so I'm, you know, focusing on some more up and coming women led projects. And the one that I'm like a really big fan of right now is Boss Beauties. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, um, but I love what the mission statement is. I love that it's, you know, all about empowering and educating uh, women, uh, specifically Gen Z. So I think that's cool getting, you know, younger women involved in NFT. Um, I'm also, you know, I, I'm a fan of the Bored Ape Yacht Club. <laughs> I'm like constantly just like watching this take off on social media. Like literally right before I got, uh, got onto this Twitter space, I saw like Snoop Dogg tweet about it. I'm like, oh my God, like what is going on? It's so crazy. Um, so many celebrities are buying into it. So it's pretty cool. It is like a pretty huge project that's, uh, opening a lot of people's eyes to NFTs. Um, and as far as upcoming NFT projects, um, I think I really want to focus on, you know, what my mission is, and that is mental health. And so if I do continue working on another NFT project, it would be something centered around mental health. Um, you know, I want to work one-on-one -on -one with a mental health charity or foundation, because I think that there is so much, like, you know, a lot of us after COVID, after spending almost two years being locked up inside. We're all going a little bit crazy and it's taken such a huge toll on our mental health. And it's also given rise to a lot of hate and cyberbullying and people just being really nasty online. So I think I want to promote a project that spreads love and happiness and, you know, to, to, to teach people not to take out their anger and their angst on, you know, strangers online, because you never know what somebody else is going through. Um, and then my favorite coin, I mean, I guess I'm just going to be basic and say Bitcoin, because <laughs> that's where it all started for me. Um, you know, that's, I feel like that's the one that's most accessible to people. It's like, you know, accepted widely and by many vendors. And, um, and so, yeah. Sleepy Pirate, and then uh, Sweaty Yeti, you'll be up next. Yeah, thanks for bringing me up again. I mean, I got rocked. My mom's phone suck. <laughs> oh, no. So I didn't hear the part uh, about your favorite song. And I also have a request. Uh, if you can do this, it will mean a lot to me. I will show off my sister if you can follow me. <laughs> that you're oh, gonna. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask her to fart on the uh, on on her phone right now. Oh, oh we'll do that later. If you follow me, <laughs> we can do this on my Discord. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, well, I can definitely follow you. Um, about the farts, I'm not so sure. Um, I'm not feeling especially gassy today, so I might I might be disappointing you in that respect. But uh, my favorite song I said was "Here Comes the Sun." Oh my god, I can play this for you. Uh, maybe at, at the end, ending of the space. Uh... Yeah, when we're getting ready to wrap up Sleepy Pirate, you can take us out with it. 
awesome. that would be amazing. All right. So sweaty Yeti, are you still up here? Do you have a question for Stephanie? Yeah, I just wanted to say I love what you got going on. The idea, the whole like the whole project that you built out is amazing. And um, you know, I just wanted to say uh thank you, Elon, for putting this space on today. And uh, you know, I'm happy that I managed to make it in. Awesome. Aw, yeah. thank you. That's so sweet. I'm super happy that we were able to put this together. I think it, it put a smile on a lot of people's faces because, you know, like like Stephanie was saying earlier, we've been going through a lot of crap these past, like, two years, and it's it's good to just, like, laugh for once and just have right? I agree. I feel like the news is so saturated with horrible shit, and then, like, to top it all off, Betty White died. So it's like, you know, I just, people were like, you know, seeing me pop up on their news feed. I'm like, you know, say what you want about fart jars, but it's better than hearing about the shit that we've been hearing about the past two years. I agree. Hershey, what's up? Hershey. Hey, what's up, boss? How you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, I'm, you know, I was going to tell, Um, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. But um, you should drop by Blue Chimp's Discord and throw your um your information inside of our uh, creators tab, and we'd love to host you on um Chimp Tank. We hope to, we host Chimp Tank Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We are hosting one tonight. Chronic Cats is our featured mint of the week. Um, he'll be on there tonight also with us, and we also have a couple other good people coming on. Um, Chimp Tank, you know, we'd love to have you on there. This project sounds great, funny. Um, you know, you get a lot of action on it. You can get some new eyes on your project also. I'm one of the recruit recruiters for um, Blue Chimps Chimp Tank, so you know um, you can shoot me a DM. I can lead you to the Discord, and um, yeah, let's get you on Chimp Tank and let you get some more eyes on that project. This stuff's great. Thank you. That sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely send me a DM after after this uh, this stream, and I would love to join. Um, you know, I feel like I'm like I'm being so exposed to all these like new things. Like I never used Twitter honestly before, <laughs> so like. I would use Twitter once in a while, uh, but now that I'm so much more involved in NFTs, I, I find myself like literally on Twitter all day. Um, and I'm also, you know, on Discord a bunch. So definitely looking to join some uh, some NFT focused Discord groups. Yeah, definitely. Blue Chimps, we're, we're small but mighty, definitely. And, uh, you know, we host the Chimp Tank, which we bring new projects, new creators, you know, from one of one artists to all the way up to, you know, big, big, huge artists on there. And um, we give them a, a full hour AMA kind of like this and you know, let them speak about their project. And then we um, ask questions and take a, a deeper look under the hood, you know, and then we bring people on and yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing. Just like this is a great thing also, but it gets a different set of eyes on there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the invite. I'll definitely join. All right. I will send you a DM too. Thank you very much. Everybody have a great day and check out Chimp Tank later at 6 p.m. PST. Yeah. Blue Chimps are good buddies of us. So uh, yeah, it would be awesome if you would go and uh, talk with those guys too. They're, they're really, uh, great community strong community and they really like uh support a lot of artists um that are both new and established so they're a great bunch of guys over there um so so like you've been all over like every every publication i think in existence has had your fart jars on it like <laughs> yeah you went, like, us weekly i think it was on e uh i saw it on rolling stone magazine mm -hmm. the new york post you're on vice you're on the, they talked about you on the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's just, it blows my mind how, how fast this thing blew up. 
How does it feel to be one of the most powerful women in America? (laughs) I mean, it's like, I almost don't believe it because I just like, I don't really do much other than just like sitting home and like doing interviews from my house. I actually did do a press tour this past week in Los Angeles and I went on the Howie Mandel show and I went on the No Jumper podcast. So, you know, I've been doing so many interviews. I've been doing so much press and it just like feels surreal. Like, I feel like I'm in a fever dream. (laughs) Like when Rolling Stone reached out to me, I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? What's going on? Um, but it's been pretty cool that so many people are interested in the story. I actually never foresaw it happening because I I just thought it was too niche and too weird. Um, and also the fact that I am, you know, the founder of an 18 and up subscription site, you sometimes feel like you're just like so stigmatized by society that no one wants anything to do with you. So it's really cool that I've been seeing so much mainstream attention. Um, And I think that it's also breaking a lot of stigma for a lot of creators who are in the more like niche space. Um, And also like making a lot of people look into what what an NFT is, which I think is so cool. Yeah, we're we're going to try to get to everybody in the box here that's that's come up here. we're going to be here for about another 10 minutes. I don't want to keep Stephanie too much longer than an hour. Um, I just have like one or two more questions for you, and then we'll, we'll jump to the people down bottom. Um, as you were just saying how it's like a niche project, do, do you feel like there's a shelf life and that there's not going to be a second generation of this and you might have to either one-up yourself or just go a completely different route on your next NFT project? Um, I think my next NFT project is really going to focus on the mental, emotional aspect of being on the internet because that's something that I have the most experience with and I feel like could be helpful to other people. Um, I I really want to send a real powerful message with whatever project I do next. So yeah, I think, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people could relate to. A lot of people will resonate with that. And it's something that I have so much firsthand experience with, with, with bullying, with people treating me terribly, um, being very judgmental. Um, and so, yeah, I think that the fart jar NFT project was a fun little spinoff of, my fart jar story and you know my little business idea and i i feel like there's a lot of like symbolism in it and i i just thought it was fucking funny you know and and the, and that's and i love that people were able to laugh about it even people who like rolled their eyes and who were like oh my god i want to leave this planet <laughs> like honestly i'm like yeah me too take me with you <laughs> like i get it you know it's i i still think that's funny when people were like we're saying things like that about about the Farger NFTs. So I think the Farger NFTs, they've served their purpose. They've made their mark on pop culture history. I think one day people will look back on Farger NFTs and see it as like, um, you know, a milestone in the development of the Internet and humankind. Um, it was a cultural reset. <laughs> but um, and, you know, and I think that that's that's all it was really supposed to be. So we're talking with Stephanie Maddow. She is the owner and founder of Fartjars NFT. Website is fartjarsnft.com. Go there and mint a fart jar. They're very affordable, too. These are some really affordable NFTs. And uh, 
got a lot of hype too. So I mean, I, I think you'd be kind of silly if you didn't, you know, put 0.05 ETH into something like this. It's a good investment to even hold like down the line, especially with the deflationary aspect of it. I mean, it, she's burning NFTs as as we speak. So I mean, it's it's just gonna go up in price. So if if you don't like fart jars and you like money. <laughs> I mean, that, that's another good reason to go into this. So we're going to go down bottom here. Um, uh, Bunny, Bunny Bats, do you have a question for Stephanie? Hi, guys. Uh, hopefully I'm coming through okay. This is my first time trying this space on this. Um, it's called BlueStacks. It's like, like an app for your PC or your laptop. Um, awesome. Perfect. So, yeah, no, I just wanted to say that this is amazing. I'm so glad that I got to be here. Um and here, Stefanka. Sorry, did I say that right? Stefanka? Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm so glad I got to hear you talk. That was really inspiring. Not what I expected at all when I heard about fart jars, which I know I know absolutely nothing of, to be honest. So this was sort of it was like I saw fart jars and I was like, okay, that sounds I that sounds ridiculous. But hearing you speak about your creative process and onboarding people into NFTs, just like I know all of the co-hosts and people on the stage do, uh, just really, really. Uh, helped and inspire me at least to uh, keep keep doing what I'm doing which is exactly that onboarding people and um changing the world I think is what that is yes love it so much Polly thank you Polly Lyon you are up Polly Lyon going once Holly Lyon, not there. Yes, Dave, what's up? I just want to say, when we, when we first like interviewed professionally, Stephanie, because you sounded like incredibly like well spoken tonight. You've timed your responses incredibly well. It's like you've been in. It sounds like you've been interviewed a lot, and you've spoken like yeah, really well about a, a subject that could have taken a really funny turn, right? Like the, yeah, actually, everyone's been really serious about it, and, and <laughs> yeah, I think that's like really incredible how you've done that. And I just wanted to to point that out and ask when you started public speaking. Thank you. Um, public speaking was one of the only classes I did well in in college. Um, I, I've been interviewed so many times and I feel like, you know, every time I talk about fart charts, I'm just like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like it even sounds crazy to me sometimes, but I think that it does have a powerful message and like, like not caring what people think about you. Um, and I like to find meaning in the ridiculous when it comes to my life. Um, and that like everything serves its purpose, even if it seems like, you know, crazy or weird. Um, I think that, um, I'm very con con convicted and I'm very sure of my message and I think I'm pretty good at conveying that. And, uh, and yeah, I've just done so many interviews. <laughs> so that certainly helped. I think I've done at least like one or two interviews every single day. And the thing is, like, it doesn't matter how big or small the publication, I'm never going to feel like I'm too big to talk to anybody. Um, so I've talked to local radio stations, I've talked to big publications like Rolling Stone and Lad Bible and BuzzFeed. I mean, I'm really just trying to bring NFTs to everybody. And if there's somebody up there in freaking, I don't know, Canada, who's driving on their way to work in the morning, um, you know, and they just happen to catch my segment listening to the radio talk about NFTs. And then they're like, oh, I don't know much about that. But on my lunch break today, let me just go look it up. Then I feel like, you know, I've reached somebody. I've done something good. So, yeah. 
I guess we lost Emily and I was going to bring her up next. Um, so, um, Stephanie, where um, Elon One and Astro Zero is a native token, and we're creating a gasless NFT marketplace on Polygon to try to help support artists that uh, maybe they're not sure if they want to get into NFTs, or maybe they just don't have the funding in order to start a project on um, something like Ethereum, where gas fees are pricey. So um, I just wanted to ask you, are you offended that we're a gasless marketplace? <laughs> Actually, not at all. I think that's pretty freaking admirable and amazing. And I love what you guys are doing. So yeah, keep on going. Like farts are meant to be free. They don't belong in jars. And the gas fees are really ridiculous lately. So yeah, I think it's great what you guys are doing. So one, this is going to be my last question before we wrap up. Um, I, I, I want to thank you for coming out here. But what, what's your goal one year from now down the line? Where, where do you see yourself in the NFT space and maybe crypto or maybe just in your personal life on some other type of professional platform? Do you have any um, aspirations to maybe do a movie or uh, Ooh, like a fart jar girl biopic? <laughs> Imagine. That Thank would you. be cool. ESPN 30 for 30. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I think my, you know, my big focus is growing my subscription site unfiltered. If you guys want to go check it out, it's unfiltrd.com. We have a lot of different types of creators on there. If you want to blow off some steam or just, you know, learn something new. We have a lot of different types of content, not just 18 and up. Um, so that's my, my, that's my big focus, but I definitely want to continue being more involved in NFT projects, developing my own, but also learning about up and coming ones. Um, I think I also want to continue educating people about cryptocurrency and about NFTs, specifically women. You know, a lot of women feel like they don't really have a space in this community. They feel like it's very male dominated. So that would be nice if I could continue doing that. And, and yeah, we'll see. We, I have so many ideas and it sometimes feels like I have so little time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot more coming. Well, it looks like we lost your super fan, Sleepy Pirate. Um, I just want to let you know, Twitter spaces are kind of unstable and a lot of people do drop from them. And uh, you tend to have people up and down a lot and they say that they get rubbed. Aww. So that's pretty much what happens uh, here. And unfortunately, I think that's what happened to both Emily Ann and Sleepy Pirate. I was really hoping to have some Beatles uh, outro music for you. That would have been amazing, but it's okay. Maybe next time. Like, yeah, maybe next time. But I'm I, going I, to pump our community spaces now because Sleepy's there all the time and he'll play um, he'll play Beatles anytime you're there, Stephanie. <laughs> um, we go two till four Eastern every day. Okay, great. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. If you guys are interested in my project or just like, you know, minting or learning about it, go to fartjarsnft.com and check it out. And everybody, if you could... Follow follow Stephanie on uh, Twitter here. Let's get that Twitter following up. Let's uh, jump in her Discord and build her Discord up a little bit. And uh, yeah, check out fartcharsnft.com. Mint yourself a fart jar. They're affordable as fuck. And uh, yeah, 
maybe you'll win a giveaway and get your very own personalized fart jar sent to your house. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Everyone have a good night. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Have a great night. All right. Bye.